So I'm kind of exploring that aspect of things. And I think that like you do, you need to scare yourself once in a while to get that fire under your ass. The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. I guess we'll just start. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dr. Tony Dufresne. This is Millennial Talk. It's all about helping you to rise above the unwashed masses to live life on your own damn terms. Am I right? Or am I you right? know what? I feel like the term millennial is used so much more than any other generation term in the past. Like nobody was like, oh my God, Gen Xers. Are no- what is oh, even oh, yeah. the other it, one? In fact, it is. What are the other generations? Ge- uh, there's uh, Gen X. Well, first of all, Lexi's back. Hi, Lexi. What up, guys? So we have to introduce you and get you back into the fold. <laughs> oh, they remember my voice. Well, clearly. And uh, they had, uh, well, the Gen X is me. And then baby boomers before that, okay, yeah. and then the I think it's called the greatest generation. Ancient. <laughs> That's one <laughs> way to look at it, or or that. And then after that, I have no idea. But you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. people use the term millennial so much, and it's like an excuse to like not like us. Like millennials, millennials, this well, millennials, that. <laughs> Nobody said Gen X. Nobody said the baby boomers. Da, 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 da. You're right. It's interesting that that's the case, and it, it's a different dynamic now. And I think a lot of it has to do with the social media stuff. Yeah, a lot of it because you know because you guys have have you really in your own. And we're going totally off topic. What yeah. we're going to talk about today, but this is an important thing, and I think it's a good thing to bring up too, because. And the one thing I try to do with my clients and the one thing I'm doing in my book is the fact that that it's not a four-letter word. It really isn't. You should be proud to be called to be part of the millennial generation. You guys are making the biggest impact that I've ever seen in my, and I'm on the cusp of two other generations. Yeah. There's huge amounts of shift happening right now, and you should be proud of being in that I love it. I love being a part of it because it's like, take that you know what i mean this is really how our minds are evolving as a generation and it's really fucking cool because no one has ever done the stuff that we're doing no one has thought it was acceptable to to start your own businesses and to be able to just be a proud woman or to be a proud entrepreneur or be a proud gay person you know what i mean we're really all proud of who we are and no generation has ever been able to speak so proudly yeah they had of course the, the boomers had the in the late 60s and early 70s they had the hippie movement right. and they had the era and yeah. the equal rights stuff but it didn't go as far as you guys are going mm-hmm. in regards to really making a shift the hippies were just too fucking lazy but it's good it's cool to have support that's why i love what you're doing with this podcast and i love what you're doing with your clients because we need support we need advice you know we're not we don't think we know it all and most of us, the smart millennials, are asking for advice from older generations. So it's dope mm-hmm. that you're into helping us out as opposed to what I feel like in society is I feel like other generations are a little bit threatened by where we are in life and the money we're going to be well, making. They are. They're threatened because they're scared because what you guys represent is a complete paradigm shift totally from how we have used to operate from but the thing is is that like you just said there's a lot of people out there like me there's Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of guys and girls a lot of gen xers and baby boomers out there that do welcome the shift because we 
we're have been waiting for that shift for like years. And you know what else is like I've uh, a lot of my clients are older than me, which is pretty fascinating. You work with younger people, I work with older people. They're so interested in learning from me, you know? It's like we can all learn from each other and I think that the bottom line is we have to keep in mind that we can all learn from each other. It doesn't matter the color, the sex, what the fuck ever. We need to understand that learning is universal. An interesting statement coming in this particular time of life, and especially with the election cycle the way that it is, isn't yeah, it? I know. Because we have two completely opposite views yeah. right now. And there's not a lot of sharing. There's not a lot of learning. No. It's fucked up. No. It's, it's a very you know, black or white situation. It's my side's right and your side's absolutely wrong type of a thing. Right. Instead of trying to figure out kind of the gray, <laughs> gray area in the middle wrong and to push everything forward so let's get into what we wanted to talk about because you being here uh we haven't we haven't gone through your stuff for a while you've been going through quite a transition uh yeah. out in diego and so i want to talk about something that you brought up to me because you brought up a specific saying or a quote and it's about treading water because right. you're in a you're you're at, at a millennial part a, a point right now where you're in the late, mid to late 20s yeah my birthday's and, in a couple of weeks right, yeah. and and this is a big transition period for you right and you so. know you know me i'm always very defensive when it comes to labels and when it comes to this no this is just what you're going through this happens at this age i'm like fuck you like i i happen at my own pace don't tell me what's going on in my life right now you know that's how i am and I'm really paying attention to my soul and I'm paying attention to the way that I feel and I'm paying attention to other people around me. You know what I mean? Kind of in the same situation and I'm learning a lot. But the way I described it to you was treading water. It's because the balance of work life, relationships, entrepreneurship, trying to really kind of find the lane that is going to work best for me and that I'm going to learn the most from is like treading water. I feel like I'm getting pulled in all these different directions. And what I'm trying to do is keep my head above water so that I don't fucking drown. Yeah. And that's totally normal. Right. Because it's <laughs> because you're at a position right now where where the, all the roads kind of converge into one thing. And, to, and especially when you go into a search, an identity search, and try to really find out who you are and where your passions are and what your purpose is. And you you have these mechanisms in place in your life. And the mechanisms, obviously, you have are your work and getting up and doing your gig and all that kind of... I call those mechanisms because they're almost like things you have to do in order to relate to the big world. Right. You have to pay your bills. You have to get up. You got to, you know, you got to do you take your trash out, all that kind of stuff. It's like playing Sims, basically. Totally. And then that's all the mechanisms of the outside world. Then you have the inside world and a lot of turmoil that possibly could be going on. I know for a fact... That I, when I was 25, it's the hardest year of my life because I went through that quarter life crisis Mm -hmm. and it was because I had the mechanisms in place, but I did not like them. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't setting me up for really where I I wanted my life to go. Yeah. The way I would describe it is kind of, um, I don't guess I wouldn't say crisis because it's like, I have so many room, so much room for opportunity it's almost too much. And I don't, I'm not even like, there's so much opportunity. In my, it's not like that. It's kind of over fucking whelming. It is. It's and, like, I could do have this. Idea. I have this idea yeah. about this job. I have this business idea. I'm starting the base for this entrepreneurial um, journey. You know what I mean? It's like, I have so many 
different opportunities that I, I want to do them all. And I also, and then there comes relationships and then there comes friendships and then there comes family. It's like when you get to this age, it's like I care so much about the relationships I've built because the ones I have are fucking solid. At this age, I have some solid relationships. And what I preach and what I've always preached on the Walk of Shame radio podcast is don't put your time into a relationship is if it isn't going to be true and honest and completely 110% you and you're yeah, going to put if, everything if it into su- it. If, if it doesn't support you and your expansion. Right. So it's right. kind of hard at this point because I have all these beautiful relationships that I'm trying to hold on to, but as well as I have these ideas that maybe aren't going to really keep those relationships as solid as I would want them to be. But then it's like, I have family back here in Arizona and I'm out in Cali and I'm not even that far away, but I feel like I'm so far away and that I should be here. So it's kind of like I am slowly building this coat of armor and these tools in that coat to be able to come back here and to be able to kind of take on things appropriately and the right way so that if I do it, I'm going to do it the right way because I'm so scared to do it the wrong way. But how do you define the right and the wrong? I mean, what feels good is always right. how I define right and wrong. Right. And, so, and that could change dur- right. even during oh, it cha- even it's during changed a million times. But that's the whole point. The point is, is that what you're coming up against is that even if you co- go in with some sort of an idea or a goal or a plan, you've got to be yes. okay with the adjustments and modifying things because I will tell you right now, it's a hundred percent guarantee you're going to have to modify some stuff. Oh, and for sure. The biggest problem that I had, and I don't know if you have this as well, is that I would go into a situation where I thought something and then as I progressed through and I learned more about myself and I learned more about the world, I realized that a choice that I made, which involved somebody else, regardless if it was an intimate relationship or just another relationship or a business partnership or something, they didn't fit. Right. And then I had to do that whole thing about ripping the bandaid off. And you never want to hurt anybody's feelings or cut anybody else out, especially if it, it doesn't have anything to do with their value as a person. But their value as a person in your life, Mm -hmm. two totally separate things. So I never really liked getting into a position where I had to do that. But you know what? And I'm sure you're coming up against that too, is that you get into something and you get further along with it and you're like, ooh, wait a minute. This doesn't really go with where I want to go. Yeah. And that's all a part of learning, I think. And that's, it's so, you know, it really underline the the fact that you're going to hurt somebody or that you may have to completely change your world around because the direction that you're going is not where you were in the first place. It's beautiful and it's deranged and it fucks with you. And you know, you could be depressed some days and you can be really inspired some days and you just have to kind of follow your soul in the direction that it's taking you, but it's hard. So this is kind of like my advice when it comes to treading water for millennials is like follow your intuition, explore it before you follow it though. You know, you do have to get advice. Um, and that's some, somewhere, something that I lack. I lack asking people for advice because of course I'm always like, I mean, I kind of know me best. I know the advice. I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. So but just because you ask for advice doesn't mean you have to take it. Totally. But that's and that's and we talk about that too when you, when we talk. Yeah, and I usually don't take it, which is right. kind of but but that's my okay. Downfall. But 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 the the whole point in in asking for advice is to get another person's perspective. It's not to answer your own question. 
Yeah. So if you take a look at it from that point, and if you go out and you ask a couple, three or four people, because you know what? Everybody, even if you ask the, your best friend in the world and they have the best intentions for you, they're still coming from a different place than you are. Right. And they still have different motivations for answering it uh, than you do. So if you ask two or three people about you know where to go or what you should do, take it for what it is, but then make up your make your own decision. Now you're gonna have to deal with judgment because mm-hmm. that happens. Everybody has judgment, and it happens all the time. How do you deal with making big changes in your life right now, especially because you're making some big shifts? How do you deal with the judgment that comes along? How do you keep yourself grounded? You know, I've always been able to just be like fuck what you guys think. This is the direction I'm going. And I think that that's the mentality that I like to preach to my clients. And that's the mentality I like to write about um, in my programs. But it's hard because a lot of people don't have the confidence to be that selfish and to not give a fuck. And like I do, but also it gets me in trouble a lot. And this is where I'm learning right now. I have the confidence to be like, fuck this. I need to be selfish right now. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I'm sorry, friends. I'm sorry, boyfriend. Like, I'm sorry, all of this, but I need to be selfish for myself. But then I'm starting to build this weird sense of empathy. (laughs) Finally, Mm -hmm. fucking 27 years into my life, I have empathy finally. And it's fucking with me Mm -hmm. because I don't want to hurt people's feelings anymore. I want to keep those relationships solid because to me, They've helped me become who I am. But you know what? You have to sometimes seclude yourself to just you and your thoughts and your mind. And they might be deranged. Do you know what I mean? But you have to really listen to them and write them down and focus in on what they are telling you. Yeah, some people might, might not understand that. It's hard. It's very hard. And that's the hardest part for me is to... is is Because I know, I know that I can try to explain it as much as I can to somebody... And they, they still might get a little butthurt about it, uh, but it just kind of is what it is. But that's the thing that it's almost like there's really no solution to it. There's no way to there's no way if you're going to take the bandaid off. Right? right. So either you peel it off slow or you, you rip it off. Either way, it's going to sting a little. So but you have to take the damn bandaid yeah. off. I always. Well, it's scary, too, because um, you can be going in all these different directions and you don't know you're not a fucking mind reader. You don't know what is right. You don't know what direction is the one that you should be taking. You're just kind of taking this chance. And I think the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that took chances. They failed. They broke hearts. They broke their own hearts. They've they've pulled themselves out of depression. They've really allowed themselves to trust their mind. And they've allowed their mentality to control their direction. Those people are successful. It's hard. It's not easy, but I feel like you have like we've read in tons of success books and tons of brilliant philosophers have said if it's not scary you're not going anywhere. Yeah, nothing happens in your comfort zone. Right. Nothing at all. And then that's that's kind of where I'm at too. It's like there I I'm scared as shit right now because I'm doing so many different things. I I love it in California. I miss the fuck out of Arizona. I drove in on the freeway and I just felt better here. But it's like, damn, I love it out there, you know, but you have to listen to who you are, you know what I mean? It's like it's just pretty nuts. But what I'm getting at is 
sometimes you can be so comfortable and content where you are that you almost want to scare yourself. Like you're like, I need to feel scared. I need to, I need to change some shit up and feel like I'm fucking about to ruin my life because you're, that you're, you're feeling, there, you're there right now, aren't you? because that uh-huh. feeling is where you get inspired. That feeling is when shit becomes. And so sometimes when you're just like, life is good, I'm living, you know, like, I go to work every day and this is great. And I'm actually right now writing an essay on consistency because uh, it's just something that's been in my mind a lot. Is like, is doing something over and over really helping or hurting? Is it hurting your evolution as a person? Um, I think that you have to be a fucking brilliant person to be able to not let it hurt you. You know what I mean? Not let going to the same job for 20 years hurt you. You have to be brilliant to be able to control that, to be able to tread that water. You have to put it in context. Right. Because it's if it's a tool. So I'm kind of exploring that aspect of things. And I think that like you do, you need to scare yourself once in a while to get that fire under your ass. Well, you always know. I mean, I think that, it, and that's the one thing that when that inner voice and that, first of all, intuition is insanely powerful and you should always listen to your intuition that it, when that starts to speak up or when you start to feel a little unsettled, I, it's a good time to really take a little self inventory <laughs> unsettled because you're too fucking settled. Isn't that Some, hilarious? Yeah. Sometimes that's a good, but other times, and we've talked about this a little bit earlier, other times it could be a self-sabotage situation. Yeah. And that's when you have to really sit down and uh, the more, that's why it's so important to continue to work on yourself, continue to be able to hear your true self voice more clear and more clear out uh, versus your ego voice to determine really what the fuck you want your life to be like and right. and overall and take a look at it in a in a in a snapshot take a look at it in a little more longer term and then in a long long term in terms of you know what's going to be on your tombstone type of a thing and coordinate all those things because you know what and we talked about you had a, a client or you were talking to somebody one of your girlfriends and they were in a position where. They were in a great relationship, but they just felt as though they had more to do right. individually. And if they have more to do individually, is it a bad thing to break up with somebody who's a great person, Right. but they feel a yearning to exp- they, and they need that space to expand on themselves and they can't do it within the context of that relationship. Right. So I mean, and that's, that happens a lot. And what I kind of told her was that you, I wish... I really wish everyone was smart enough and I don't, I didn't want to use smart. I mean, I use smart a lot because I feel like being self-aware is smart. You know what I mean? You're aware. Yeah. And you guys um, know that I, I do my crucial awareness coaching and to me being aware of yourself and being aware of these things that you're feeling is first and foremost, the main tool that is going to help you out. And like, I mean, I'm becoming more of a more and more aware every day and I'm trying to teach my clients how to be more aware, but I'm learning through them. Like, shout out to all my clients that you guys are beautiful and everything that you're going through is helping me, you know, gain the experience to mm-hmm. teach. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, it's like, I feel like you have to, and I wrote this down in my notes, it's like, you have to be a brilliant person and so self-aware to be able to figure out when it is the right time to pull the plug on a relationship because this relationship could be beautiful and this friendship could be beautiful or this work relationship could be beautiful and really working out for you. But you have to know either how to navigate through it and be that 
I described it as be that little alien in your brain that's kind of like has the reins and is just kind of directing you to the right space. Mm-hmm. You have to be brilliant to be able to do that and to be able to tell if this relationship is going to help you in the future or, and I don't, I'm not going to use the word hurt because it's not going to hurt you. No beautiful relationship is going to hurt you, but it's might misguide you. Yeah. It, well, it'll, it'll put you on a different path. And that's right. the, but that's the choice. The, the funny thing about all that is there is no right or wrong. Right. You, it, it's just a choice in paths. So if you have a path where you're with somebody and you feel as though you can get nourishment from that and fulfillment from that, then that's fine. But you know, the funny thing about that is, is that when it comes right down to it, you, you, if you're really in tune with who you are, you're going to know right. if it doesn't, if it's not the right path or yeah. not. Now they could, they could be going in the same direction, sort of, but they won't be on the same path. Right. And you know, which one, if you listen to yourself, if you really, if you become more mindful, more self-aware, do more meditation, read more philosophy, go to therapy, read books, read my book coming out then you'll be able to ground yourself more and more into what your life, what what's your narrative? Because that's really what it comes down to. Yours is not mine, and, your, and mine's not yours, and everybody gets to choose what the narrative should be. Yeah. And if, you're, if you want your narrative to be all the people that you went to high school with and you still want to be friends with them forever, then, then, then don't be pissed and bent that you're hanging out in the high school parking lot drinking a beer out of a fucking tall boy right and you know after the high school football game when you're 50 <laughs> don't be pissed but don't be that person <laughs> yeah but yeah but, well you know it's, there's a lot of people that, yeah I that's know. a lot of people that are totally cool with that but the thing is is that you make your damn choice and don't you know because there's so many different paths there's not a right or a wrong path and that's the thing i come up against with my clients all the time is they're like i don't know what my purpose is I go, well, that's because you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not a thing. Right. It's not a, a point in time. It's not a, but purpose is living in purpose based upon what you want your life to look like every single day. Yeah. And then taking that step by step. And then every single day when you do that, it opens up different opportunities. Do you realize the way that we have a conversation? This is totally side note, but I talk to you when we do a podcast and because we haven't done one in forever together. I talk to you like we're on the phone and I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah. Yep. Keep going. Uh huh. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, okay. That, that I'm sorry, yeah, folks. Yeah. That's, I like really just realized that. And I'm like, okay, Lexus, shut up. That's a good, op- that's no, a good observation. No, but great point. And I think that, um, when it comes to a lot of my relationship coaching, I see that in people too. They're like, well, I'm looking for the one, you know, I'm looking for, that one person that's meant for me that I always read about that I people always told me that that's how they met their significant other and I'm like but you're not you're looking for a a feeling a true feeling and then you're going to play around with that as long as it lasts you know what I mean yeah like you're not looking for the one you can't go out and date and already have this picture in your mind what your life is going to be like you know mm-hmm. what i mean you mm-hmm. can't do that and if you do that you're only gonna you're only hurting this relationship i got a lift to the airport the other day and the guy we were chatting and i told him about my coaching because he he's single i just got out of, the, out of this relationship and whatever and there's me trying to make some money <laughs> so he's telling me that he goes out and he's like looking for the one he's like i just am looking for that one and i haven't found it yet and i'm um I meet these girls and they seem cool at first and then it always ends up being a waste of time. And I told him, I'm like, well, I think that you're, he's a very smart guy. Uh, He's, you know, 
he uh he's like getting his doctorate but he's a lift driver and whatever he's just i could tell from first two minutes of conversation mm-hmm. that this dude is intelligent mm-hmm. but i could also tell that when he goes on these dates he is so smart that he pushes that away for that date he pushes all those thoughts and all that awareness because he wants it to work so it's like if you're aware on that first date what you're not what you're looking for but the feeling you're getting and kind of the conversation that you're having mm-hmm. if it's not as smooth as you want it to be you're aware of that i know he this dude was aware of that mm-hmm. i told him i'm like you're scared you're scared to learn mm-hmm. you are scared to see that this isn't going to work out because you want to go on a second date you want to be able to be like this was a successful first date yeah. and you don't want to keep failing so it mm-hmm. ca- almost comes down to the whole treading water thing where you're afraid to really get centered and you're afraid to be as aware as you can about yourself because the answers you get are not the answers you want. No, because they're tough. Right. Yeah, because they're, they're difficult. And then you have to put them into action. Because right. you know what? Once you, once you get real with yourself, then you're like, oh, fuck. All right. Totally. All right. I get, and then there's, and then there's no denying it, right? And it's a beautiful you, feeling, you, you, but it's like, Because right. right. you know, because the toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah. And you can't, you can't put, put it, it back you, in. You can't put it back in. It's all over the counter. You can't put it back in. You have to do something once you know. It's it's the Matrix again. I always, you know, everybody gives me a hard time about the Matrix. I'm telling you that movie has so many insane insights in it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But once you take the blue pill, you're done. Once you're out, you can see it for what it is. And you can't go back in and pretend like you don't know. And I think the best advice would be just go. Just go for it. Just just keep moving in the direction that your soul is taking you. And you cannot pause. Like, And this is where I go back to. You cannot just tread water. You have to swim. Yeah, because when you tread water, you're moving your arms and your legs, right? So, but you're not going anywhere. No, so so it's a matter of what. Okay, you're you're treading, but for what particular purpose? Hopefully, you're not in the middle of the ocean, which usually is not the case. And there's there's somewhere to swim to, so pick a direction and go. Uh, the bottom line is is that any way you go, it's going to have its rough patches, and you're going to have some, you know, you're going to have some bodies lying in the wake, so yeah. to speak. And it just kind of is what it is. The important thing to understand is, and I rarely meet somebody who doesn't have at least one person that they can rely on or talk to as a support in certain situations. And uh, the important thing is to is for them to at least one other person to be sort of in your court on this. It's so you can kind of bounce it off of them because it's it's a tough road to hoe if you're doing it on your own. You know, when you when you switch your tribe up, because we talked about that tribe being a group of people around you that are like minded. Right. And that's why the web is so great because you can find those people. But if you, if you, if you take, if you leave one tribe completely and go to another one, it's a very tough in between period. But if you've got at least one person that can, that can hear you and understand you and support you in just being who you are, maybe they may not agree with your direction, but at least they, but they support you in who you are and you finding your own direction. And that's that's a very important thing to do. And I think we can touch on this maybe in the next show when it comes to confidence and ego and narcissistic people. Um, but also being able to go forward and swim towards that land or whatever we're going to call it with those feelings because they're it's not going to be easy. That's the thing. You're going to have feelings that you're going to have to deal with that maybe you've never felt before. And that's kind of been my issue when it comes to um, going forward 
with with my ventures is a lot of times it, it it's going to hurt people's feelings and it's going to really force me to deal with emotions that I don't like to fucking deal with. I am that type of person. A lot of p- times I would say I'm a fucking sociopath, like straight up de- definition of a sociopath because feelings do not, I do not ever allow my feelings to get in my way. So if you pull that bandaid off and you go forward into the direction that you need to be going, you're going to have to deal with these feelings. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the confidence to know that you're capable of dealing with them. And I think a lot of people don't have the confidence to know that they can deal with these emotions that they've never felt before, because who knows that they can deal with them? Because if they've never felt with them before, they could really crush them. Right. So the key is in that situation, there is one key in there. And the key is to know where you're at now. And that's, and that's the whole thing. Uh, have you ever heard the, the story about the Fiat? Where, which way is Phoenix? It's a whole thing where you take uh, somebody and you blindfold them and you put them in a helicopter mm-hmm. and you drop them in the middle of the desert. And the, and their goal is to find Phoenix. And they, and the first thing they have to know is what? They have to know where the fuck they are first before they can determine which direction to go. You have to know where you're at right now. That means if you're at a point where you're treading water and you're looking around, you got to realize kind of where you're at and get your bearings straight. And then you can make a conscious or at least a semi-educated decision to go in one direction or the other. Right. You have to know where you're at right now. And it doesn't take that much to really kind of understand where you're at right now. You take a little self-inventory. You write down on it. You do a priority list on a piece of paper. What's important to you? What do you want your life to be about? And that's and once you kind of get your bearings straight on that, things will clear up a little bit. And you'll be able to, and you'll have a little more confidence too, to take that risk and to deal with those feelings that are going to be coming up. Yeah. When you make a big, uncomfortable move in your life, but nothing comes from being comfortable. Totally. Nothing comes from that. It's all the growth happens in the uncomfortable areas. Absolutely. And you you just got to be confident with yourself. And there you have it. So it's it's as easy as that. So that takes us to the end of the show. Thanks, Lex. Sweet. It feels so good to be back. Good to have you back. We're going to do another show. We're going to do another show as well, and uh, that's going to be coming up next week. So I want to let you know that it is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio podcast. You can find it on javabud.com. It's a website and the Instagram and all that other fun stuff, at the javabud. Also, rate and review if you go on to iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all that other fun stuff. And and you have your... And now I have my Crucial Awareness coaching. It's going to be um, crucialawareness.com. I have some other, like I said, I have a ton of different business ideas and opportunities that I'm kind of bringing into play with Crucial Awareness coaching. So just keep your eye out for that. I will definitely be sure to have Tony share it when everything is ready to go. Um, But yeah, hit me up at Lexi at crucialawareness.com. If you have any questions, um, I would love to work with you. I love to do Skype sessions or bar sessions, whatever you guys feel comfortable doing. I'm here for you. And I'm taking a class right now, a psychology class on um, relationships. And it's really opening my eyes to a lot of different um, lanes I can go in with my program. So nice. I'm just kind of taking that all in right now. Make it happen. Cool. All right. Thanks. We'll see you later. Peace.